Porn Free Radio, episode 52. In 1995, I was working at my first job out of college. I was in a software testing lab at a big company. And we had all these computers and we'd run tests on the software we were building. And one day, we got excited because we were getting a new computer. And we nicknamed this computer the Gecko. I don't know why, but we named it the Gecko. And the big thing about the Gecko was it had a hard drive that had one gigabyte of, of storage space. And we were super excited. This was the first computer we had ever seen with one gigabyte of storage space. Now, I don't know if you remember computers back then. Maybe you're too young to remember, but it probably had about a processor with about 66 megahertz of processing power. It had eight megs of RAM. So think about think about your computer, or your desktop now. You might have eight gigs of RAM. Back then it was eight megabytes of RAM. Um, you know, basically, yeah. So think about the difference there. And we were excited. I mean, this is a big deal. And we were going to put this, this computer into the, the pool of computers. And we were excited to run tests on it and to, to test our software. And this was a big deal. It was a big kind of leap forward for us. And I was thinking that the iPhone next to my bedside, and everyone makes these these comparisons, but the iPhone next to my bedside has 16 gigs of RAM. It has at least one gig, if not two gigs of, uh, of memory, you know, and it's super fast. I mean, it is super fast and the access to to videos, to broadband, to all these things, LTE. These were things we couldn't even imagine in 1995. And the truth was, in 1995, I was addicted to porn. I was going on rudimentary internet sites and downloading binaries, and I was renting videos at the video store around the corner from my apartment. And I was struggling. I was struggling to reach out. I was struggling to connect. No one knew about what I was doing. And it was hard. It was hard back then. And I think back to, or I think about these, these iPhones now, and I don't want to sound like an old man, but it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. I was struggling back then in the days of the old gecko computer with porn. And in some ways, I can't imagine what it would be like trying to get into recovery today with a smartphone at my bedside that at minimum is 16 times, a thousand times more powerful than the Gecko computer. Today's show is, what does your smartphone look like? Welcome to Porn Free Radio. This is the podcast where motivated guys who want to quit looking at porn, get hope, and take action. Even if you feel lost right now or out of control, you can recover and live a meaningful life free from shame and full of love. Now here's your host, recovered porn addict and podcaster, Matt Dobschutz. Hello and welcome to this episode of Porn Free Radio. This is the podcast for guys who want to live 100% porn free. 
In this episode, we'll be talking about the number one threat to being porn free right now in 2015, the smartphone. And we'll, we'll just dig into it a little bit. I'll talk a little bit. I want to answer a question that came in from a listener this week. And I'm excited to dig into this content because a lot of you guys are asking questions about smartphones and different types of software and things like that. And we're going to dig into it. We're going to go deep on smartphones today. But before we get into that, I want to tell you about an exciting webinar opportunity for you. November 11th, Wednesday night, we are going to get online and do a webinar and it's the five essential habits of porn-free people. It's the five essential habits of porn-free people. We're going to dig into what makes people successful going porn-free. What are the five habits? We're going to dig into that. And it's it's very true that you might be you might keep relapsing. You might keep you know falling every once in a while and you might not be that far off. We're going to talk about all the puzzle pieces that it takes to go porn free. And you might just be one puzzle piece away from really becoming porn free. And so we're going to dig into what those are. Uh, I'm really excited. I'm going to share those five habits. I'm going to share two selfish reasons why you should go porn free. And finally, I'm going to share one, one thing you can implement that night that will help aid you in your recovery. Get online with us Wednesday, November 11th for the five essential habits of porn-free people. You can go and register at pornfreeradio.com slash webinar. That's pornfreeradio.com slash webinar. All right. Well, let's get into this episode. I got an email from a listener named Kai, and I want to read it now. It's a little long, but I'm going to just dig into it real quick and, and, and get it out there and let's start talking about it. Okay. Hello, Matt. I'm a fellow believer and truly appreciate what you do to help others in need. I'm currently using the canine filter and it's working to the best of its ability on my laptop. However, for my iPhone, I currently have no internet. This isn't because my Wi-Fi doesn't work or my iPhone's LTE network isn't cutting it. I don't have internet on my phone because I don't or can't trust myself. I had heard on one of your podcast episodes talking about a dumb smartphone. My phone is that and then some. No ability to download apps, no access to web searching. Eventually, I'd like to use my phone for its biggest intended purpose, to be smart. But my question is twofold. What does your personal smartphone look like Do you have complete access to open internet? Second, if you use Covenant Eyes on your phone, does it block questionable material and send reports to your accountability partner? And how does one come up with an accountability partner to start with? I know church would be an option, but, but would like the ability to have someone online that I can trust too. Any help would be greatly appreciated. Thank you, Kai. Okay, well, this is a this is a big question, group of questions, and I want to dig into that. Now, the first thing I want to talk about, um, I want to remind you, yeah, in episode four, Kai mentions this. 
we talked about dumb smartphones. That was the first time I kind of tackled part of this topic. So you can go back to episode four and listen to me talk about dumb smartphones. And this is this idea of um, taking your smartphone and removing some of the functionality in order to keep yourself safe. We'll talk a little bit about that in this episode, but you can always go back and listen to episode four at pornfreeradio.com slash four. Okay, so the first thing I want to address is this. Abstinence, cutting yourself off from the primary way that you act out is one of the only ways to get a hold of this habit. Okay, so this is the tough news. If you're really struggling, if you're really struggling, if your primary way of acting out is with your smartphone over and over again, if you keep relapsing, it's probably time to take some aggressive action with your phone. Now, it's a spectrum. So Kai was asking me where my phone's at, and I'll, exp- I'll talk a little bit about my phone, but it's a spectrum, okay? So what would be the safest thing if you keep acting out with your smartphone, the safest thing? No smartphone, okay? That's number one. And there's people who do this. I have a client who still has a flip phone, uh, a coaching client. Uh, there was a movie called... Thank you for sharing. I don't recommend it. It might have triggers for guys, but it was about sex addicts. And Mark Ruffalo plays the lead character in the movie. He has a flip phone and he gets made fun of and people are like, what's up with the flip phone? But he knows that he can't trust himself with a smartphone. So that's number one. That's the safest thing you can do. Now, I talk about when I first got in recovery, I had a lock on my personal computer at home, my desktop computer for at least two and a half years. And in that two and a half years, I had no uh, times of acting out. Like it was completely 100% foolproof. So if you get rid of your smartphone altogether, there's a good chance that you might go 100% porn free with at least that device. Now there's other devices in your house probably but you can ensure that you will not act out with a smartphone if you don't have one. I mean, it's kind of dumb logic, but it's true. So that's, that's the most radical thing you can do. Okay, so next on the spectrum is the dumb smartphone. Now, this is where you basically remove anything that causes you to stumble. So you get rid of the browser. You get rid of any apps that... Our problem for you. You get rid of the ability to add apps. You know, you, you give someone else that restriction code to, to be able to add apps and, and you get rid of that. So you can't add apps, you can't look at the internet, and you can't use any apps that cause you trouble. Okay, so that's the dumb smartphone. So that's basically where maybe you get to check email and make phone calls with your phone. Maybe you get to do texting. And everything else is kind of locked down. All right, so a little more progressive on the the continuum is a smartphone with filters or restrictions, okay? So this is where you actually use a 
uh, an app like Covenant Eyes on the iPhone, or you do some sort of tracking. There's another piece of software called Accountable to You. We'll talk about that in a second. But this is where you might track your behavior. This is where you might turn on some of the, the, the warnings and restrictions that are available in terms of the parent restrictions. And this is the thing that I think a lot of people end up on is this sort of trying to filter, trying to add some restrictions. And a lot of times guys continue to keep trying to go around these things. And so they don't want to go totally the dumb smartphone route. They definitely don't want to go the no smartphone route. So they try to do a modified solution where they put a few restrictions in. Um, and then, okay, the last the last thing you can do is the open smartphone. That's just where there's nothing, there's no restrictions, there's no accountability, there's nothing, okay? So those are the those are sort of the four places where you can have a, a smartphone. No smartphone, dumb smartphone, smartphone with filters and restrictions, or an open smartphone. Now, what's really important to think about the smartphone, now we've talked a lot about our desires in the last couple of months on the show. And so it's not about the phone. The phone is not the problem. The phone is a major uh, place of temptation because of the power of it. But it this is about you and what's going on in the inside. So the biggest thing we need to do when we when we talk about a phone is we need to to examine our relationship with our phone and change our relationship with our phone. That's crucial to getting free. Now, why? Well, first of all, it's private. I mean, is there anything more private than your cell phone now? I mean, it used to be when you lost your wallet, that was like a major scramble drill because you're like, oh my gosh, my credit cards, my driver's license. But when someone loses their phone now, it's, it's like the worst. People are like, oh my gosh, how did you survive that? It's because why? It has all our contacts. It has all our apps. It has all the little things that we like to do. It's the way we entertain ourselves. It's the way we stay connected. It's the way we do all sorts of you know, life. It's the way we order pizza, whatever. I mean, it's everything right now. And so it's, it's, it's intensely private. Um, and not just private in the sense of, um, it's not just hidden, but it's very centered on us, our, our screen. Even this question is, what does your cell phone look like? Kai wants to know exactly what's going on with my personal smartphone. He wants to know what it's like. It's, it's because my phone is set up for me. And, and so it's, it's not just private, but it's, it's uh, what's that word? It's uh, proprietary almost. It's like my smartphone doesn't look like anyone else's smartphone. The way I set up my apps, the way I did my desktop, the way I, or desktop, I don't even know, what is it? Phone top, whatever it is. You know, the way I did it, it's like, it's unique to me. So it's private, it's proprietary, it's portable. Oh my gosh, back to the whole, you know, the old gecko computer, you know. I have a, I have a computer that's a hundred times more powerful than the gecko computer. And it plugs into my bedside table. I mean, it plugs into the, you know, it sits by my clock radio. I mean, it's crazy. It's portable. 
It can go with me anywhere. It can go with me to Mexico. It can go with me on a plane flight. I mean, it's incredibly powerful and portable. Oh, I mentioned, oh, I just blew my third point. It's powerful. I mean, so there you go. You have this device in your hand that's private, proprietary, portable, powerful. I mean, so it's a big deal to kind of figure out, well, what do I want to do with this thing? You know, with, what is it, with great, oh, shoot, this is, this is like the worst, worst uh, analogy ever. With great power comes great responsibility. You ever heard that quote? That's, that's what, you know, the, the Apple gods have come down from the sky and given us this phone. And the question to us as people who want to live porn free is, what am I going to do to be responsible with this thing? So I want to encourage you to think of three goals that you could go for when you deal with your smartphone. One, you need to become accountable. It's so private and so proprietary, you need to bring someone else in. Now, whether that's using tracking software on your phone or whether that's just having a, a weekly check-in with someone in your life who you can say, this is what's going on with my phone. This is where I'm at. And it's not just about the phone, but it is so much coming through the phone that it's worth talking about. If you're not talking about your phone and how much you're on it, you're not really being honest about the addiction. Okay, so becoming accountable, that's number one. That's a big goal. Number two, changing what you depend on it for. I want you to ask yourself the question, what do you really need from your phone? I mean, if you could only pick three essential features of the phone that you had to depend on to do life right now in 2015, what would it be? Now, if I had to choose the three things I need from this phone, it's probably text, phone, and email. I mean, at a bare minimum, that's that, that would be the most helpful thing. Now, For some of you guys, it might be music. It might be a certain app that you use. You know, there's guys who love Facebook and stuff like that. Maybe there's something, one of those types of things. But what do you really need it for? And what I would recommend, if you're struggling with relapsing, at minimum, I would just make the phone exactly, essentially what you need it for and take away everything else until you know, you have some sobriety under you and until you have some of that accountability in your life, because you're just going to keep making the same mistake over and over if you have open access. All right. So number one, become accountable, figure out a way to bring someone else into your private world Two, change what you depend on your phone for. What do you really need from your phone? Ask yourself the hard question. Do I need Twitter app? Do I need Instagram? Do I need Snapchat? And again, there's nothing wrong with any of those platforms. But if we keep falling, if we keep getting into 
trouble with those apps, if we keep losing our sobriety, then we need to, to create some restrictions. Finally, here's the third thing. And this is something that no one does in life, pretty much. You need to create boundaries for your phone. How much, you know, limit the use, limit the access. I mean, this could be saying something like, we talk about this, about plugging the phone in the bathroom at night, not having it on your bedside table, maybe limiting when you're on the phone. I'm not going to be on the phone after 11 o'clock. This is where accountability comes in. You're going to make, you know, when we talk about making a plan for being porn free, you know, we identify areas of struggle or weakness in our life and we try to make goals or, or we try to plan uh, thinking ahead. So if you keep acting out on your phone after 11 when you're in bed, then the, the first thing I'd say is where can we put your phone at night that you're not going to be tempted to bring it in bed with you, right? What, you know, what, what time can we put on it? Where can we put it? Where can we, you know, where can we put our phone? You know, can we plug our phone in the kitchen at night to charge overnight? Think about creating boundaries. How much do you want to use your phone? You know, do you need to put a time boundary on your phone? You know, I've seen people play Candy Crush for hours. Okay, is that, does that lead to something good? Now, some, some people might say, oh, it's fine. I'm just playing Candy Crush. But if you play Candy Crush for an hour or two and then go from Candy Crush to surfing YouTube and then go from YouTube to surfing you know, Google image search. And then from there you end up on a porn site and three hours are gone and, and you've been just on your phone. That's a problem. So you might need to limit how much time you're on your phone. And again, bringing someone else in will help sort of make some discernment and choices like that. Okay. So let's get to the heart of Kai's question. What does your personal smartphone look like? So he's asking me, so let's look at my phone. Now I had to actually have my wife unlock uh, the restrictions so I could take some screenshots of my phone. So let me just uh, pull up my phone right now and I'm going to look at my pictures to see what some of the settings are that I set up. Okay. All right. So first thing I have is I have an iPhone, iPhone 5S, I think. Okay, so I have, um, I have, first of all, I have restrictions turned on. So my wife went in, she set a restriction password, and then I went in and turned off apps and deleted apps and turned off access to certain things and set some of the restriction uh, parameters. So that's what I really recommend have someone else put the put the restriction code on that you see regularly and then you go in and set the things turn the things off that you need to turn off so what did i turn off um i definitely don't have youtube on my phone i took off the ability to install apps so i can't add youtube or i can't add another like a Vimeo app or something else that would cause me trouble. So I can't add an app without having my wife unlock the phone. Now, on the iPhone, there's also content 
restrictions. So I went through and put some content restrictions. So let me, uh, let me read a couple of the content restrictions. Okay. Now for podcasts and music, I left explicit because usually it's language related. And I do listen to some podcasts that have language. Now there are some podcasts that are explicit that are, um, could, could cause people trouble. And if that's you, if you keep having trouble with podcasts, then it's probably time to change that. Now, if you change the, um, if you turn explicit off of podcasts, if you make it just clean, then that's going to block any podcast that's marked explicit. Now that can be a real pain sometimes if you listen to like comedy podcasts or something like that, but it will eliminate uh, most of the sex podcasts on uh, on iTunes. So, okay, for movies, now I don't ever watch movies on my phone, but I put PG-13. For TV shows, I put TV-14 is the, the best I can do, so no MA. Uh, books are restricted. Um, I don't really read books on my phone. And, um, yeah, so let's see if there's anything else here. Uh, and I'm having trouble finding this. Okay. All right. Oh, and then, then websites I have restricted. I turned on limit adult websites. Now I don't test this. Okay, guys. So uh, I'm not. I, I'm not at a point in my recovery where I'm trying to test the boundaries. Okay. So I don't want to say. I don't want to prescribe this as something good to do, and then for you to email me and say, "Hey, I was able to get to this porn site because it had a different name." And no, and, and I, I, iTunes didn't know it was porn. That's not me. I'm not looking for porn sites. I'm not looking for ways around it. But I did put the limited restrictions on. Okay. And when I added limited restrictions, you can actually whitelist some some websites. So I actually whitelisted pornfreeradio.com for obvious reasons. Um, because sometimes it can be blocked. And if you do have filtering software, please whitelist porn free radio. There's nothing worse than hearing that people can't get to it because it has the word porn in it. That sucks. But anyway, uh, so I added that. Now I did see in the, um, when I set this up originally, I did see that there was an ability to block all websites except for ones that you specifically manually put in. Now, potentially, if you're one of these dumb smartphone guys, but you love ESPN and you love Wikipedia and you like looking things up, you could potentially, and again, this is a slippery slope if you're struggling with the phone, but you could potentially think, hey, what are my top 10 visited websites that are safe? CNN, ESPN, you know, the Drudge Report, I don't know what you read, but you know, whatever it is. You could, you could take some time, figure out what these 10 sites are, and go ahead, weather app, the weather, something like that. You could go through and just put all these URLs in, and it wouldn't take that long. And then you would have basic access to a few sites that are important to you. Now, I don't know how well that'll work, but it's something you could consider. You can manually whitelist websites. 
And that might be that might be actually better than having a completely open or than having a phone with just a filter, because you would basically be saying these are the ten websites that are in play for me that are okay for me, and everything else I want to block. Okay, so that's about it for my phone. The question was asked whether I use Covenant Eyes. And currently, I don't use Covenant Eyes to do accountability tracking. So Covenant Eyes is filtering software, but it also provides a way uh, to share your websites that you go to with uh, your accountability partner or someone you designate. There's another service called Accountable to You that's accountable, the number two, and then the, the, the letter U, accountable to you, that does this also. Both of those do tracking, I think, on I, um, iPhones and on Android devices. And uh, Covenant Eyes also has a filter component. Now, I don't currently use this partly because I'm at a point in my recovery where tracking URL behavior isn't really something that helps me. It's not that I'm not accountable. I have plenty of people in my life that I'm accountable to. I have an accountability partner I, I meet with every two weeks. Uh, I have a great connection with my wife, and I'm able to talk about anything. And so it's not really an issue. But if it was an issue, if I was starting to really struggle, I'd either A, get rid of Safari off my iPhone, as I mentioned, or I would consider a service like this. And I've actually considered uh, using either one of these services. Partly, I, there was one point where I thought about just publishing my the URLs I go to to pornfreeradio.com. I thought that would be kind of a funny thing where you could just see what I'd been looking at. Um, but I haven't done that so far. But I totally recommend this because what these things do is they really uh, create a conversation for you and your accountability partner. And they're a starting point and a way to basically hold each other accountable. And, uh, you know, we talk a lot about this in episode 11. I had Luke Gilkerson from Covenant Eyes on, and he talks about accountability and the need for it. And there's something powerful to it. And I definitely think if I was a younger guy and and kind of coming at this for the first time, um, that would be one of the tools in my toolbox that I would definitely want to use, especially if I was single. You know, a lot of you guys out there are single. You don't have the wife kind of component built in where you kind of have to talk about things and kind of be open, especially if you've lost trust. Um, something like Covenant Eyes and Accountable to You would be essential. And then even as you're rebuilding trust with your wives, I mean, that's a way to, to kind of build trust. But I wanted to get to this deeper question of how do you find a partner? And I'll tell you a couple of just kind of like a scale of who the best partners are uh, to the to the least helpful partners. So um, I would start with uh, the best partner out there. The best possible partner would be someone who'd be like a mentor, someone who's been through this journey before and kind of knows some of the tricks, maybe knows some of the techniques, the the shadiness that we might get into as porn addicts, someone who could ask hard questions and someone who would know when you were kind of getting slippery and be able to give you good discernment. That's the best kind of person. Now, not everyone has that person in their life. You have to be in a recovery group or recovery setting. You have to kind of know some other guys who maybe have 
gone ahead of you on this. But that would be a that'd be a great person to have as someone you know who you're accountable to. Uh, the next best person would be a good friend who does not have the same struggle. That's right, I said does not have the same struggle, meaning someone who can really uh, uh, love you and and support you, but they're not going to be triggered. They're not going to be falling into the same traps that you are. Maybe they have some other issues that they're working on. And this isn't a big struggle for them. Now, there's guys out there like that. There's guys who have come out of other types of addiction, or there's guys who just haven't gotten into sexual addiction stuff, and they could be a great resource. It involves explaining a lot, you know, and telling them about your story and telling them about what's really um, true for you and what what's triggering for you and things like that. But if you can develop a friendship with someone like that, you can really support one another in a, in a meaningful way because they're going to give you really objective advice versus someone who um, is maybe a little more biased because of their own addiction stuff. So uh, look for a good friend who does not have the same struggle but can really be compassionate and empathetic. Uh, lower down on the scale, a person who's committed to being porn-free. Now, the only risk with this person is that they're going to act out regularly. And then if they're in a binge or if they're in a period where they're acting out, they're not going to be a good support for you. Now, if you can get someone in a men's group who you're just connect with and you can really dig into this together, you know, kind of like what Luke Gilkerson says in episode 11 about kind of knowing one another's hearts and partnering and growing with one another, of course, that would be a great thing. But just so you know, there's a risk with someone who's exactly the same place as you are. Another possible person that could be a good person is someone who would scare you to share your internet history with. Now, a lot of times guys have their wives uh, for this type of person, or I've heard of younger guys have their moms get their, get their internet feed. You know, those are, that's another idea. Your, your pastor, uh, someone else in your life who, who maybe there's a little more risk to sharing your internet history with. Now that person isn't going to be able to give you a lot of support when you're having a hard time. Like, it's just basically to scare you. Um, And that's why it's not the best resource, but it's something. Now, if you don't have any of those things, if you don't have a mentor in your life, a good friend who does not have the same struggle, a peer who you can partner with, or maybe someone who would scare you, then I don't know how valuable, uh, you know, this kind of accountability software would be. You're just going to be sort of tracking things and no one's going to care. Um, there's nothing worse than sending it to a partner who doesn't look at it and doesn't talk to you about it because then you just start realizing, Hey, I can get away with stuff and no one's going to be the wiser. And then you're back to where you started. So that's the key. So, you know, finding a partner is a powerful tool and if you can find the right person, it can really accelerate your recovery. And with smartphones, you know, that's a big thing, you know, having accountability, even if it's just bringing someone else into how you're using your phone, you know, a couple of my coaching clients, we just talk about, you know, is it, is it okay? And I'm, I'm not even, I'm not making a judgment. I'm asking them the question, is it okay for you to have your phone in bed? Sounds like it's a problem. You know, is it okay for you to be on your phone after say 11 o'clock at night? You know, a, a good friend, a, a mentor, 
uh, even a peer who's, who's devoted to you can ask questions like that. Because ultimately, you know, I think it's true. Smartphones are the number one threat to being porn free today. They are the number one thing that people are choosing to act out with. And so, you know, what can we do to keep ourselves safe and, and bring other people into our, our relationships with these devices? It's not, again, we're not blaming the devices. We're taking full responsibility for our desires and our choices. But these devices make it easier than ever to go down the rabbit hole. So what are we going to do about it? So think about it this week. What can you do to up your game with your phone this week? You know, can you invite someone else in to talk about how you're using your phone? Can you restrict some of the access? Do you need to get rid of an app on your phone? Do you need to put the parent restrictions on a couple things? I mean, just putting a couple of those things in place, you know, this week will give you more freedom. You know, just having, just having one or two of those things blocked where it's just a, a stubborn habit of going to this app or a stubborn habit of doing a, an image search or a search in this app or that app, you know, searching hashtags on Twitter if you got rid of the Twitter app, that would completely eliminate that, um, that temptation. So what are things you can do? Can you restrict? Can you limit access? You know, do you need to think through the exercise of what do you really need from your phone and just really get down to the basics? What can you do this week to make your phone more secure? Do you need, do you need covenant eyes or accountable to you? Or, or maybe you use those services and you haven't brought them to your phone, but your phone is where the the battle is, right? Isn't the phone really where the battle is these days? I mean, for most people. So what good is it if you have canine on your computer, but you're acting out on your phone every night? It doesn't matter. So what can you do to bring your phone under under a little more coverage? Okay. So that's it for uh, the listener questions this week. And, uh, you know, to ask a question, send an email to me, matt at pornfreeradio.com. I'm the only one who checks that email box. Please include your first name. If there's anything you need to keep private, please give me a heads up. Now, just a couple of quick announcements. I want to talk real quick about sprint coaching. You know, as I'm talking about this idea of finding a mentor, you know, someone who's been there before, I know it's kind of hard for some of you guys thinking I don't have someone in my area like that who can give me that kind of wisdom and, and be kind of discerning and, and has had the experience with porn addiction. And that's where a coaching relationship is really powerful. I mean, ask yourself a question. When was the last time you were 100% porn-free for at least 30 days? I'm talking about 100%, you know, no, no slipping, no edging. You know, if we're honest, a lot of us don't make it 30 days. That's kind of a tough thing. And it's a really hard thing to do on your own where you don't have any input from anybody else. You know, and if you've had a relapse lately and are trying to put the pieces back together on your own, it's a really difficult uphill battle. And that's why I started Sprint Coaching. Sprint Coaching is a way to work one-on-one with me to build your plan. And we work weekly at first, and then there's some options for continuing to work together. But if you want information 
about sprint coaching, go to pornfreeradio.com slash coaching. That's pornfreeradio.com slash coaching. On there, you can see a couple of different packages I offer, and you can apply uh, to work with me in sprint coaching. And the application is just five to seven minutes. It'll take you to fill out. And that'll give me a, a framework of where you're starting from. And then we'll get on a call and talk about your readiness and assess where you're at and whether sprint coaching would be right for you. And if we make a decision that it is, then we'll move forward and work together. And it's just a great way to accelerate. So once again, that's pornfreeradio.com slash coaching, pornfreeradio.com slash coaching. Finally, just another reminder, sign up for our webinar on November 11th, the five essential habits of porn-free people. And you can sign up for it at pornfreeradio.com slash webinar, pornfreeradio.com slash webinar. It's free. It'll be fun. It'll be a blast. A lot of people have already signed up, and I'm excited to do Porn Free Radio live in this webinar format, specifically so there'll be time for you guys to ask questions and interact. So I'm excited about that. So join us for that webinar. All right. Well, that's about it for this episode of Porn Free Radio. If you want to comment on this episode or get the show notes, go to pornfreeradio.com slash 52. I'd love to hear what you're doing with your phone. If you have any apps to share, if there's anything that's been powerful for you in terms of restricting your phone, please share it there. I'd love to hear from you. Pornfreeradio.com slash 52. All right, guys, until next time, take hope and take action. Thanks for listening to Porn Free Radio at pornfreeradio.com. To connect with Matt, send email to matt at pornfreeradio.com and help us get the word out by subscribing to Porn Free Radio on iTunes and leaving a rating and review.